So this conversation that you're about to listen to did not go where we thought that it would go, and it covers some difficult topics about what it means to live in a broken and racist society. We hope that you listen to this and take the pieces that resonate and leave those that you do do not and continue to advocate for the voices of those that have been oppressed for forever and um, be willing to have conversation and hold space for those that are different than you and yourself and continue to love on one another and learn and grow during the season. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. So to start off today, Jewel and I want to just have a moment and take a deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. And one more time, because that felt really good. (laughs) In through your nose, out through your mouth. And we just wanted to start with taking a deep breath because obviously there's a lot going on in the world today and especially within American society. And we feel it's important to just pause sometimes and take a deep breath. You know, sometimes you can feel very overwhelmed with everything that's going on and whether it's what's going on now or whether it's you know you have your own issues and troubles like sometimes you just have to pause and take a deep breath and so I think it's very important and crucial for us to just start that way yeah um this last week has been emotionally tiring for a lot of people um how are you doing Jewel sorry I am, you know, managing and doing the best that I can, you know, it's, it's difficult, it's hard with what's going on because you want to, you want to be that person, I guess, that wants to like try to fix everything and, you know, get something done, but then you just kind of realize like, okay, I'm only like one person and at the end of the day, all of this stuff is overwhelming and stressing me out. So you just, again, have to kind of take a step back and pause. Yeah, Um, and we talked about this a little before getting on here about the shame around what is, like, the quote-unquote right thing to do right now. mm -hmm. Like, kind of the expectation of where and how to show up, what and how to say things. Um, I think it's different for each person in each community right now, but there's a lot of pressure to saying and doing the right things right and you know I definitely am kind of facing that internal conflict myself because as a woman of color I do especially or specifically an Afro-Latino like I do feel as though I'm letting down my black race by not being out there and protesting but it's like you know, it's like we talked about earlier, like, protesting is not the only way that you can contribute to the black community. Like, right. we can do it other ways. We can do it by educating people. We can do it, you know, by um, signing the little petitions or GoFundMes or, you know, whatever. But I do definitely sometimes have that internal conflict just because, especially in college, I was like that. I was very, you know radical have you not like let's go out there and be on the front lines but now I'm just like I don't know I don't feel like that would be good for my mental health because if you have like just thinking like from an energetic perspective like imagine how many different energies are out there and if you're an empath like myself that is going to be way too much for you yeah like take to take on all of those energies at once but also try to like deal and manage with your own energy like I cannot (laughs) yeah no (laughs) it's overwhelming I yeah I completely agree and for me I've had to limit my social media use this week Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of really important things that I want to know about but I quickly just feel drained and have to sleep and kind of shut down because it is over stimulating for me and exactly and I've been the same way like I can't get on social media because I know I'm going to be flooded with it yeah yeah and I feel it so I yeah just I mean I'm I'm gonna shout out to 
the black activists that are on the front lines who are being bombarded by followers on social media. I've seen multiple people talk about how they've gotten like over a million followers within, you know, five days and are just being flooded with questions and messages and stuff. And I can't even imagine how exhausting and overwhelming that must be. Right. Um, Especially when it's work that you've been doing for years and then all of a sudden it's everyone's catching up with you. But um, yeah, so this sort of gets us into the topic that we wanted to talk about today and that I think is so important around taking time for self-care, self-reflection, tuning into ourselves. And even just before, again, right before this, we were talking about how how important it is to know yourself well and to um, listen to those little voices inside of you, telling you and guiding you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm thinking about right now, too, there's so much just raw emotion, which I think is necessary, and we have to work through those seasons where emotions are at the surface and rising, but sometimes we can be led, I think, by blind emotion rather than by our truest, quietest, most authentic self, where I think real change can happen and conversations can happen both with ourselves and with others because there's the surface that we show the world and then there's like the, our true selves and our, you know, our common oneness, I think, that we all share. Um, that I think gets masked by a lot of things by privilege and denial from the white perspective, right? Like I think a lot of people are kind of been um, conditioned to not feel the pain or see the suffering of other people. And for the black community, the opposite is true. They've, you know, it's rage upon anger, upon hurt, upon right all of that. And just it's... we get so caught up in all of these layers. And I think that they're important, but the knowing ourselves intimately is a key piece, I think, to uncovering all of it or to dealing with and unraveling all of it. And you can correct me if that is wrong or you don't understand because that was a little bit rambly. But No, so, I mean, you mean uncovering all of it, meaning, like, systematic racism or just relative to us, like, knowing yourself? Because I know that, okay... You and I were probably obviously taught two different things in the world. Like, as a person of color, like, from the beginning, like, you're taught you're going to have to work twice as hard just to be seen as an equal or even looked at like you somewhat matter. Like, that's just from the beginning. Like, we're taught, like, we're not equal to them. And, um, you know, we have to have the conversation of, okay... When you get pulled over by the cops, like, do this, do that. Yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, right. hands on the steering wheel, you know, stuff like that. Right. Which Whereas, like, know. maybe you or, or like, the white community in general, like, that's not something y'all really have to worry about. Right. Um, so are you saying, like, you if you know yourself, you would know how to, like, deal with those stressors? Or that's the part I was a little confused about. Yeah, so I think it can go both ways. I think to know yourself, A, you can then act out of a deep knowingness, which I think is a powerful place to act from for yourself, for just how you interact with the world, because you will feel more whole, more confident, more grounded in your own being. But I also think that knowing yourself... And acting out of that will and can be a really big catalyst for societal change because I think at our core, we are all very similar, even if we've been taught different things. But I think when you're really talking about the core, you're looking past what you've been taught and you're asking the hard questions and you're looking at what is beneath the societal conditioning even, you know, like... Mm. I don't know. I think you need help with that, but I think that it so it does require work, but I don't know. Maybe that I see your face and I want to know what you're thinking. <laughs> um, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that because <laughs> if at your core you are racist, that's you know yourself. That's what you are, that's what you believe. Like that's But if you know, but if you address it, can't you then begin to unravel it? If then- you want to, 
True. I guess that's true. You could know it and not change it. Yeah. But I think because of social conditioning, like, that's what you're going to believe. Like, you know, it's like we learned in sociology, like, the top three social institutions that are, you know, responsible for our social conditioning are the family, school, institutions, and the church. So, like, if those things are constant, and now I would argue social media (laughs) as an, you know, institution that's conditioning you. But if those are, like, the top three things that are, have conditioned you since birth, even before you, you know, came into the world, how can you really, like, change that or look beyond that if that's genuinely what you believe? You know what I mean? Like, I get what you're saying of, like, it takes a... A strong person to be like, whoa, okay, I have been conditioned to be racist. But I do think, like what you're saying, people can, you can learn it and you can, you know, try to do better. But if that's still what you believe, I I don't, unless you want to change it, I don't see like it, us really like knowing ourselves like I feel like they would know themselves but their selves is racist or their selves is homophobic or you know maybe I'm just I guess I think that those things are changeable no I think that they can be changeable I think you can learn and be educated and it's going to be something that you have to like consciously do and not even like just white people like in general when you have been conditioned to do something that's like the social norm and now you're trying to break free from that social norm like that's very difficult but it can be done you just have to like actively try so I don't know so yeah I mean I, I don't know I a part of me is like I don't know and then other parts are like okay if you actively choose and can and you want to like try to change that belief like then okay but yeah. at the end of the day we all have our core beliefs and our core values and most of the time those are pretty unshakable and they're not like negotiable true but i guess with racism for example a lot of times especially because of those systems of education and family white people including myself aren't taught the stories of the opposite right like we're not taught those things but when we're taught those it can't it changes it gives you something so different that it does alter I think or it can alter those fundamental beliefs because you're given new information that you didn't have before so you know the racism for a lot of people is blind because it's in in ignorance or lack of knowledge of, of the other Right. But I think if you're exposed to that other side of the story and really absorb that and let it sink into your bones, like, you, you know, can't not I agree. Your- you can't not be impacted from it. But I feel like it's the old saying of, like, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. That's true. Like, yeah. I can present you with all of these things. Right, but if you're not willing... Here's the facts. And and honestly, we see this now. Like, the white community loves to just be like, well, you're being emotional or this is not true. Like, they're always trying to (laughs) silence us of how we feel and our emotions and what we're going through. So when we finally bring science and statistical data into it, they still don't want to believe it. You know, so it's very like okay we're showing you like yeah this is like we are only 14 percent of the you know entire um we're only 14 percent of the like racial makeup yet over half of black and brown people are in prison it's like we show them that and it's like okay they can read that they can see it but if they don't want to change it then it's kind of hard it's kind of hard to look within self like you can look within self but if your self is rooted in racism and privilege I feel like it's going to be hard for one to want to change that especially if you're on the benefiting side yeah I suppose so I guess 
part of why I'm asking these questions is because with social media in the recent you know week, I've seen a lot more um, resources that aren't just statistics. It's a lot more story based. Mm-hmm. And so people, at least in the world that I am living in, which I realize is you know one snapshot or one perspective, it does seem to be people ch- wanting to change and connect emotionally with the issue in a way that seems promising for change and for people to begin to unravel some of the... No, I definitely agree. I mean, I think people are wanting to have the conversation and actually learn like the thing is is people need to, and this is everybody you need to be comfortable with being uncomfortable yeah and i feel like that's yeah. hard when it comes to the when it comes to the white communities because they don't like to feel uncomfortable they don't want to be told that they're racist like it's worse to be called a racist than actually be a racist yeah. because it's uncomfortable for them yeah but it's like you need to get comfortable with being uncomfortable because this is what we're facing with daily. Like, this is not something that we're just going on about. Like, this is real life. People are dying. Right. Um, That is a hard message. And plus, it's also, like, you see more of, um, like, the younger generations. You know, my generation, Mm -hmm. Gen Zers. Like, they're the ones that want to learn and, like, break the cycles, break the conditioning of future generations. So, yeah, I guess... Actually, this just came full circle because then that is like what you just said. Like, okay, once we know self, then we can go um, forward and try to break that cycle because that's what the new generations are doing. They're like trying to or trying to do like they don't like the conditioning and the socialization that our future, you know, past generations had on us. Um, But yeah, but it isn't easy. And there is kind of that fear, I think, and probably a lot of people are feeling this of we have all this momentum right now but when it really you know will people continue to do the work and right because I mean even for myself like I feel like I've been thinking a lot about this um, because when we met was when I first began to realize like how screwed up our whole system is but at that time I didn't know, I felt like I was kind of floundering and I feel like I haven't probably done as much good as I think or would like to think that I have because it is hard and scary and it's easier to just go back to the normal whatever when my family doesn't want to have these conversations or whatever, you know, and to really stand in that and be really uncomfortable is hard. Right. Really exhausting and yeah, and figure out how to do that and do it well and um, in a way that really means something is hard. I mean, I think as long as you're doing what you can in the most authentic and true way, yeah, I think that's all you can do. Like, you're only one person, you know? You can't change everyone's views. I can't change everyone's. We can't change anyone's views or you know, what they believe. Like, we can't make anyone do anything they don't want to do. Right, you can just present uh, them with right. resources. And... But I think, you know, maybe just don't have so much guilt or shame. Like, it's not your fault of how you, of, you know, what you were born into, nor is it my fault of what I was born into. Um, yeah. It's just a thing of, like, again, being kind and graceful to yourself because you're doing your part. You are educating yourself you are being an ally you are actively like making sure that you're paying attention to what you're saying and understanding like hey i benefit from this privilege i benefit from this like so i think you're doing everything right and you know you can't you can't not give yourself credit for everything that you've done so far and and i think a lot of people do that in general with anything and i think that goes to the topic that we kind of wanted to talk about of rest and self-care because mm-hmm. I think especially now like especially as you watch in the white community with like the guilt and the shame I think that is rising in the white community right now which I I think is a necessary thing to go through if when you are becoming aware of racism in America as a white individual because 
I think you have to feel that pain in order to be able to move through it or past it. But I think, and I think I did get stuck there for a long time. Um, and so it can feel kind of, you can feel guilty for self-care or for doing the things that bring you life because right. you're finally understanding and feeling the pain and the anger that we have, haven't right. had to. And so anyway, we were just talking about that with you and um, how self-care is so important for you and your own mental health. So I don't, you can kind of pivot however you want, but I just, I do think it's really important for yeah. everyone to take care of their mental health during no, this season, especially. And I definitely totally agree with that because it's not even just, you know, you know, why people who are feeling guilty. I think it's like I said at the beginning of the podcast, like I had, you know, some internal conflict as well. Like dang, maybe I'm not doing enough. Maybe I should go out to the protest. Maybe I need to do this. I need to do more. But it's like, we're doing the best that we can. And we're doing, we're still doing something. You know, right. even having this conversation. Yeah, we're still talking about it. And we're still educating and learning about it. But we can't negate our own well-being and happiness either. Like, I can't sit here and shame and guilt myself for oh I'm not doing enough I'm not being enough for my community like no you can do just as much at home and honestly the type of person that I am like like we talked about earlier you know protesting is good and all I believe in it but what about the end game what what happens after all this how are we really going to take down this systematic problem the systematic racism like Right. Right. And that happens in voting, in reading, in conversation. Yeah. In, like, it's just. Uh, yeah. So Showing it's. I'm very much like, okay, cool. Express yourself. I'm all about that. But then what? Do you have an end goal? Do we have an end goal? You know? And so it's like, I just can't sit here and be like, this is what I need to do or I should be doing this. Like, no, I've said and done everything that I can to my best ability and plus when it comes to this topic I know what I want and how I think the problem can be fixed but a majority of the you know black community may not agree with what I you know think or you know want to say so because we're so focused on getting them to be arrested and trialed and guilty but I mean that's cool and all but that's what's supposed to happen like I don't think we should have to fight and argue for that because if the role was reversed like we'd be in jail already right so yeah, it's that's like what's so screwed up about all of it so it's like I <laughs> I don't see how that tackles again the bigger issue of systematic oppression and racism Um, But yeah, so that's why, again, I just have to take a step back and pause and breathe. Like, you have a lot of tension in your body in general that you may not know. Like, even with just like, sometimes I can feel like the pressure and tense, um, tenseness like in my shoulder. So literally just like when you're sitting up and just like, you know, brushing your shoulders back and like, relaxing because that just relieves some of the pressure and tension from your shoulders Mm -hmm. because when you're tense you realize like your shoulders like kind of come up like towards your ears so when you literally just sit back there and sit and pause you're like man I feel so like tense and stressed and then you realize like your whole body is tense and you're like oh let me drop my shoulders like roll them back and just you know breathe in (laughs) breathe out so I mean that's that's what I do and this new moon and lunar eclipse was like a perfect time to release Mm -hmm. you know write your new moon or excuse me full moon releases you know so what I do with that is I write all my releases on a paper and then I burn it you know did you do that yesterday I did that yesterday Uh, yeah at the you know when the lunar eclipse was happening so I did that and then I meditated and I saged and you know just stuff like that because again if I let myself try to do everything or just get so involved and so wrapped in everything I will neglect 
myself and that's just not healthy for anyone like no one should ever neglect their self and their own well-being like you have to put yourself first and make sure that you are okay and whether that means you need to go for a walk in the morning have a dance party in the morning meditate yoga journal whatever like you have to make sure you're at least trying to do something that's for you and that's not selfish that's selfful because you're taking care of yourself so you can be your best self and really we just have to teach ourselves to we have to unlearn the guilt and shame because in american society we have somehow learned and been conditioned that like when we take care of ourselves it's selfish it's selfish or when we put ourselves first it's selfish like the ideology is so backwards to me because when you don't take care of yourself you're no good for anyone right (laughs) like you I know and I think that we've learned um I know that I have to always sort of live in a hyperactive state where you kind of what you said about your body but also with your mind of just like being scared to sit and be silent or still because it's so overwhelming because we distract ourselves so fully Mm -hmm. and I have to be really careful because with social media I can I mean I said this earlier but I quickly get overwhelmed and can feel the weight of the world kind of on me and feel like I'm not doing enough I'm not saying enough I'm not talking to the right people I'm not you know whatever the narrative is but then to hole up for a week and just focus on myself also doesn't feel good because I feel selfish and like I'm not doing the right thing either Mm -hmm. and it's like I can't win and so I've had to really be intentional about every day like allowing myself and making myself do something that's Mm -hmm. for me and brings me joy while also doing something that is moving me forward in a way that is bigger than me too and I think I think the first thing is just recognizing that we're doing the best that we can. And that goes for anything, like, in life. Not just with this situation and us, you know, being activists. Like, it's literally anything. Like, when you realize, like, I did the best that I can. You tried your best. That's all you can ask for, you know? But also recognizing, like, I did all of these things, and that's okay. We often dismiss and negate everything else that we have done but focus on the one little thing that we should have done or that we didn't get right you know like no let's not (laughs) negate all of our accomplishments and everything that we've done so it's like what are five things i'm sorry i'm interrupting you but what are five things that you've done this week that you're proud of yourself for five things Mm -hmm. look at you i'm proud for working out every day good job or I'm proud for working out I think I worked out four days this week I usually work out Monday through Friday and rest on the weekends so I'm proud for working out four times this week but I'm also proud for myself of not shaming and guilt tripping myself for not working out one of those days (laughs) you know (laughs) because you're almost like oh my god I didn't go to the gym today but I just I wasn't I didn't have it in me um I am proud of myself for doing my releases this week because I was a little bit I didn't know what I wanted to release this time um last time I knew exactly what I wanted to release and this time I was like I don't know I'm not sure so I'm proud that I stuck with that and did that and I'm proud of myself for buying three new books so I'm excited about that and I'm proud of myself for saving money from, like, taking half my paycheck and putting in my savings. Dang, so, girl, those were great. <laughs> so I'm proud of those things, you know. You. What books did you get? I got a book about um, astrology and, like, tarot cards. Ooh, and then yeah. I also got, like, um, a women's book that talks about, like, the feminine body and how to, like, fully embrace it and be, like even further connected with like your mind body and soul so it's like a goddess book um especially like relative to black women so I'm really excited to like dive into that one it's a really like thick book but I can't Mm -hmm. wait to like start learning more about it so 
that was actually one of the most like exciting things for me this week. Cause I, I love was that. like, oh, I can't wait to read this book. So, what about yeah. you? What are five things you're proud of? Um. Oh, also, I'm proud of us for following through. Oh, with yes, doing this. I know. Yes. Because yes. we're so bad at being like, yeah, let's do that. And then, like, we don't do it. Hey, so. now we're doing it with the moon. Right. So, so cheers for us. Cheers. Yeah. Seriously, though. People that are listening don't know how lucky they are. Seriously. <laughs> um, okay, let's see. I'm proud of myself for... Doing some work and reading some books on white supremacy and just sort of continuing to do that work for myself um, and uncover it from yeah myself. I'm proud of myself for turning my phone off one morning and reading for pleasure because I just needed a mind break. Very nice. Um, and I finished that book I was talking about last time in that period. Uh, I'm proud of myself for... I feel like I'm... A lot of these are in progress, but I feel like I'm getting better at being honest and, like, honoring myself more. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really proud of myself for the, like, progress that I've made in that. Mm-hmm. And I think I still have a lot of room to grow. I'm proud of myself for... Hmm. I've been writing more, mm-hmm. which has been really good and healing. And then I also got some new books yesterday, and I was reading one about, like, how we are our own true soulmate, I was telling you about mm-hmm. earlier, and I'm proud of myself for working on that and, like, learning to fully love myself. Right. Um, in new ways that are more unconditional. Very nice. And see, just like this, what we just did, took a step, took a step back and just, okay, what am I proud of myself for? What are, like, the accomplishments that I had this week? Yeah. You know, that's even just good for your own mental health because it's, like, you're essentially giving yourself words of affirmation. Yeah, and especially when everything's so heated and it Mm -hmm. can feel like there's not a right way to do anything. Right. But to look back and say, hey, you know, there are five things that I did Mm -hmm. that I'm proud of, even if they weren't huge, you know. Right. They weren't. They were huge for you, and that's right. all that matters. Exactly, exactly. Because we are only, we're only one person. And again, like, that's where you have to just make sure you have your own daily routine or just daily time to yourself. So whether that means, again, like you said, turning your phone off and just reading or, you know, going for a walk, just something to, like, unplug because I don't think it's good for anyone to get overwhelmed. And that doesn't mean that you're stopping being an activist or stopping caring about, you know, the wrongs of the world. It's just... I'm. If your cup's not full, you can't... Yeah, exactly. You can't pour (laughs) into anyone else's cup if yours is empty. Right. Or be a good leader, I don't think. Right. Yeah, because if you're not full... There's no way you're going to be able to lead other people into wholeness either. I 100% agree. And that's why it's so important to have like those self-care days. Because it's it's funny that we're talking about this today. Because on Tuesday, I believe, I didn't get to do my yoga or Mm -hmm. my meditation. I only had time to journal. But like my whole day, like my attitude was just not like the best and you know I could feel a difference of not doing my daily routine and I wasn't shaming myself for not doing my yoga or you know um, meditation but I could just feel it like in my soul and body like okay I need to do that because it helps me feel more calm and more at peace right Um, so that's it I think it is very important. And the next day when I finally, you know, when I got to do it, I had a much better day. So it's just recognizing the little things, you know, and just being grateful. I think also just practicing gratitude, even when it's hard to practice gratitude, I think that is everything because it's almost like you're brainwashing yourself. When (laughs) when, When you're grateful for the things even the bad things it's like i feel like you are programming yourself to be like okay i went through this bad thing but i am grateful for it because i learned this lesson 
or I'm grateful for just how it changed or influenced me. Yeah, I've actually been reading a lot lately. A lot of the books that I have picked up randomly have talked about how there's so much peace and beauty in and through our pain and struggle. And like Mm -hmm. that the common thread of humanity is that we all ache in our own ways. And they're very individual, but also very universal. Right. And like if we can connect there. And again, like you said, not shame it, but just honor it. Right. There's a lot of freedom. Just sitting in your truth. Yeah. Right. No, I agree. Everyone has problems. Rich, poor, black, white, Latino, whatever. Like, because at the end of the day, we're human. And being a human being is hard. Yeah. Like, sometimes yeah. I wish you were animals. But oh, like, yeah, no. Most of the time, be- I'm like, I want to be a cat or a right. dog. <laughs> because it's, it's hard being a human. Like, it is so difficult just no matter who you are. But it's... You have to just take some time for yourself. You have to. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I think, again, you are being your best self. And it kind of goes back to also what we were talking about of, like, no one wants to sit in, like, discomfort and, like, feelings and emotions. Right. Because it's uncomfortable. Like, ugh, I have to feel sadness right now. I have to feel anger. I have to feel... You don't want to feel you just... You want to be better. You just want to be happy. But unfortunately, like, you need to... No, not unfortunately, but fortunately, (laughs) you need to feel that emotion to further, you know, be better for yourself. But that's just a human thing. We don't want to feel emotions. And another thing that I've read recently that I also think is true, too, though, is that there's the pain of being human, right? There's the pain of loss the pain of inequality that we experience I think all the time as humans in one way or the other right now obviously we're seeing it much more blatantly in American society but inequality there's the pain of wounds and loss of love you know there's the human pain right that I think is a feeling you have to experience and work through and grief and you know right feel but there's also the the pain that we inflict on ourselves mm-hmm. of wallowing in anger or letting things right kind of overtake us to where it becomes we become consumed by it yeah and that is not good and I think that that's when you want to choose joy and choose Mm -hmm. happiness or choose hope right um and that's an important distinction because there's one thing to work through and move through hard feelings which I think is necessary Mm -hmm. it's another to live in it. I mean, for example, political, but like our our president, I believe is living in hate. You know, 100%. he has been consumed by hate and greed and like just shitty things all around. Right. And that now defines him and that now defines our country in so many ways. But and that's not necessary. But to feel pain and grief and anger and I would say hate doesn't even fit in that category. Hate is when you haven't worked through anger, you right. know, I think healthy anger is okay. But when anger right. becomes hate, you have then just suppressed all of yeah. your feelings and anger. And now this is what you just feel. Hate. Yeah. Hatred. Yeah. I, now I'm kind of interested. I'm going to, the next few days I'll probably be thinking about that distinction, but mm-hmm. yeah. And I just, I think that those are important to think about because so often I think we can feel like I'm supposed to feel bad all the time because right. whatever. And that's like, no, you're not supposed to feel anything. You're supposed to feel what you feel and honor that Embrace and release it. it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's like, I feel like we... It's like when people... Like, I feel like that goes back to, like, forgiveness. So, like, people are always like, how can you forgive someone who, like, raped you or beat you or whatever? Anyone. And they're like... I could I would hate that person or I would this it's like the forgiveness is not for them it's for me because if I sit in that hatred or that sadness or whatever I'm feeling I'm going to be consumed by it and that's not doing 
I'm not honoring myself. I'm not being my best self if I'm consumed by that emotion. Right. It is it is okay to have a moment where you're like, I do actually kind of hate this person or I do I'm very sad right now, but it's also recognizing like I feel this way, but I don't want to feel it forever. Right. Like it's just like you said, feeling it, embracing it, being grateful for it, but then also trying to learn from it and release it right because if you hold on to it it's like right it will eat you alive and it it's not it's just not good for you like you have to release those emotions whether it be guilt or shame like release that let it go it's so cliche but it's the truth like you can't hold on to it you know there was another thing um kind of related back to activism because obviously that's the forefront of my mind too but this idea of like hot rage versus cold rage and this idea that you don't want to act out of hot rage where you're just at your boiling point and like want to kill someone right like that is a place that you want to like step back from and breathe mm-hmm. but there's that cold rage or cool rage that is based on systemic racism, right? That has just been building and sitting and is real because there's real wounds and real anger there. But it's but it's controlled and directed to try to solve the problem. So it's still it's still valid and you're still honoring that you're hurt and that you're mad and that there's injustice and pain. Like you're honoring that, but from a place that is rooted and not a place that's just like the teapot with it steam blowing out of its sides I don't know if that resonates and you can correct me but I also don't know if I'm articulating I just feel is. like sometimes though you have to act in, well, in the hot, hot rage, rage. because yeah. like yeah. especially with now like that's what you're seeing and a lot of people may disagree with me but I don't think the as they say rioting I don't think it's bad Honestly, I'm not going to say right. I'm going to say rebelling because that's that you riot because you're upset about something because you didn't get something right. But you're rebelling against like some injustice that happened to you. So to me, the rebellions, the riots, whatever word you want to use, I use rebellions are necessary. And some people are going to say that is hot rage but it's like no you guys don't listen to us you we do everything that y'all want okay you say peacefully protest take a knee you say don't do this do it this way we do that and then when we do it we're still not taken seriously we're still slapped in the face so to me like everything that's been going on i'm like what did you expect to happen yeah you stood on this man's knee for damn near nine minutes yeah and you don't expect people to lose it like especially with the black community like for us this is nothing new this has been going on for years and years and years like yeah you can't just say get over it are you kidding me jim crow was like just happened like 64 years ago like it's not even then like america in general relatively speaking is such a baby country like yeah slavery was only 400 years ago and some people may say only but it's like no that is so relatively short and then when you break up those 400 years it's like you have slavery you have um when we're like quote unquote free but then we're also still basically slaves to the system because you know black codes and jim crow like if you break up all of that timeline we we really only have like 10 maybe 20 years of healing from over 400 years of oppression right so it's like of course they're going to react that way yeah (laughs) yeah and I guess that's true I guess I mean more that Does it make it right? I'm not going to say that, but it's like, of course, like... Oh, yeah, and it shouldn't course. be a question of right or wrong at this point. Yeah, exactly, my, opinion, because it's but... not right to, you know, kill a man in right. broad daylight. Right, No, that's... A, yeah, those are arbitrary. But, yeah, I guess I should rethink the cool rage, hot rage. Because no. I think that it's important. I think you need both, maybe. But I think the idea is that change is going to come when it's something that's really deeply felt 
is unjust. And that that's a cool, cooler rage in that it is a lower rage. It's like not just spouting off anger in the moment because of one, one thing. It's like it, I don't know. This is honestly the first time I've ever heard, like, this concept of cool and hot rage. Yeah. Because I just think rage is rage. Um, but, so I need to learn more about... I, I know, need, I need to read it I again. I need to, like, look into it and read more about it, because I've never heard this concept. Um, yeah, and I've only read it once, so I'm not really educated on it either. But, to me, systemic injustice is something that's been brewing underneath the surface for so long that of course it's going to boil and of course you're going to have people that are angry but to me that is not actually hot rage even if it comes off that way because right. it's been festering and it's been building and it's been exactly siloed for so long then it's just like the murdering of george yeah um floyd floyd was the cherry on top you know yeah that was like okay yeah, because, I mean, it was so much just brutal violence. It wasn't even, like, there was no way to, like, it was so obviously just cruelty. <laughs> you know, yeah. and not that the other ones weren't, but for some, I think for that, there was, like, nothing that could defend. Yeah, I mean, every, all of the murderings have been cruel. <laughs> but Oh, yeah, no, I agree, but I think this one appeared, there was no, there didn't feel like there was any way to justify it. Like, I think sometimes other, other stories it felt like, I heard a lot more stories where people were trying to justify it, where this time it's like you can't because the video, I mean, he's on I mean, people head. are always going to try to justify. People are trying to justify it now, like, oh, well, he was a criminal and he was using counterfeit money, allegedly, so that's his fault for being in that position. If, yeah, you follow, if you follow the law and you follow the rules, you've never been in that position. Like, someone's always going to try to justify, but the murderings and executions of brown and black people, especially brown black men and women none of that is justifiable no i agree i completely agree (laughs) you can't argue anything how do you argue you know cops going into the wrong person's house and shooting that woman in the bed like eight Eight times times. how do you argue that how do you argue like someone telling you hey i'm letting you know i do have a gun in my car my kids like how do you argue any of that like there's no yeah no you're right none of it's justifiable none of that is justifiable but we're not looked at as valuable we're not so we're looked at as expendable so until that mentality changes it just I don't know. I'm hopeful that even if this isn't, even though I don't think that this is over, anywhere close to over, I I do have hope in the things that I'm seeing and the conversations that I'm seeing and that things are starting to shift. But and right now we're in a time where energetically speaking Mm -hmm. we are in a paradigm shift with the moon in Sagittarius and the lunar eclipse like this that is the time this is the time right now where we literally are in a paradigm shift and I agree with you I think having the conversations are good and I think it's very important but again I need more we can have the conversations all day and all night but until I see some type of like systematic change i i can we can talk till we're black and blue in the face what could we what would you recommend people to do to make systematic change what steps are there to take honestly um it starts within my own community personally um that's my personal opinion i think And I'm sorry, but I'm probably going to offend some people. And maybe even you. I hope not. But I, I, think, I mean, I might have already offended people I too, think so. <laughs> we do not need to depend on y'all for help. Like, we... <laughs> the way that I feel like the black community is so dependent upon the white community is... Honestly... I'm... I'm flabbergasted. Because it's like... We're so co- codependent 
on these people to change and get into wanting us to get help from them but it's like this is a system this is a these are a group of people who have historically never cared about you they you they have always somehow made sure that we are at the bottom of the totem pole but yeah we're asking these people for help to me that doesn't even logically make sense that's like continuously asking your abuser for help no they're an abuser they're not going to help you they may they're going to beat you again and then be like oh i'm sorry you know you just made me so upset no why are we dependent upon them for our hap- like for help no we need to come together as our own and build our own community back up have our own systematic you know have our own economic systems like it needs to go back to that we had that and it was burned down black wall street burned down like by who though by the white community where this was yeah i mean look it up look at the um started in oklahoma we yeah, had i've heard about it but like, like how did, but so then how if if black communities have tried that and then the white community comes and burns it down then how the hell i guess how the hell do you do that and then how in the hell do white people that want to be allies and actually do the work i mean y'all can help us but i just don't think we need to be dependent upon the help is there a way because if we not creating if we have our own then we don't need you but so i guess the thing would be to educate white people to not come and burn it down (laughs) (laughs) i mean because if that's the whole thing of just like left like stay in your lane i mean that's because i don't i don't see this ever changing honestly and people can call it negative people can call it radical whatever that's just what it is it's not going to change they have too much power they have too much money money equals power we don't have any power so for us to try to think that we're going to change the system from within the trickle down like that never works so y'all keep y'all system and we'll just make our own like we had it before it was burnt down because we don't need to be codependent upon that. Because it's not going to change. <laughs> it's not. That's just how we're viewed. We're viewed as animals. We're viewed as property. We're not viewed as a human being. So it's like, I'm not going to ask someone who doesn't even view me as a whole for help. It makes no logical sense to me. But I feel like if my community just comes together and invest in things and builds from within then we can start to see some difference the only way that you can affect this is when you mess with their money aka the white community if you mess up their money then they'll feel affected then they may have some type of remorse or empathy or sympathy but no we don't (laughs) We don't need y'all slash them. We can have our own. We just need to believe it, but that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah, and I'm, I'm trying to hear you. I mean, we can appreciate the allies who want to help invest as well, but it's just, I don't see, I don't ever see a point where it's like the white community is going to stop killing us. Because yeah, and I, corruption, the system in general is so corrupted. The system was not built for us. Yeah, I guess that's just, that's, I, I hear you and I somewhat agree with you in that the, I don't think that the change that we're seeing now is where it needs to be in the sense that the people in power are still like it is you're you're right in that the system is extremely corrupt and that the change it's like we've been saying from the beginning the change comes from within within us within our own communities change comes unless unless somehow the whole like systematic racist patriarchal system crumbles and they want to change it they want to have that growth and 
change from within, but I honestly don't see that happening. Because it's been a, it's a system but... that's been thriving for decades, for years and years. Like it's yeah, not just it's going definitely... to change because we are demanding it. Yeah, but I'd, I would, I would personally like to think that. I think you're right. In our lifetime, no, but I would like to think that over time it could radically shift and that we could see it become something different but I don't know maybe that's idealistic but I also just don't really because if I follow your train of thought what worries me about it is just that that would lead to apathy and not white the white people white community not then feeling like we have like we don't need to do anything so then we just continue on with our racist policies rather than really being challenged should be better because we believe that being better actually makes a difference. Or if I don't believe that being better makes a difference, then yeah, why but, should I be better? But you're an outlier, though. There's... <laughs> there. I mean, there are a handful of people who obviously don't... Be- who are not racist and who do not think that, you know, white is the only way. Like, obviously, you know, not all white people are racist or bad or whatever, you know, you want to say... Um, but I don't know this, I mean this is a tough conversation to have in it general is. just no, because it it's like I don't know I there's it's it's too deeply ingrained in racism and suppression so I don't again see it like just shifting or changing because again if you've benefited off of this for so many years why would you want to change it because it's wrong and people of course no yeah that was like a rhetorical question but yeah of course because it's wrong (laughs) yes it is absolutely wrong but if you're benefiting from that it's like if you knew that you could um if you knew that every weekend if you could go to the casino and just put a hundred dollars on this and it's guaranteed to like you're gonna get millions millions back and that works. That system works. Why would you change that? Because you know it works. You know what I mean? You know you're about to come up from this. You wouldn't change that. Yeah, I guess not. But like, yeah. It's like I appreciate the ally, the, the allies, and I appreciate people standing beside us um, and using their privilege to vocalize what we've been trying to say um but i just don't see i personally don't see the change happening i don't it's sad to say but i just i just don't sadly because the people who are still in charge like they're the ones who are running and making all the conversations and or making all of the rules and then they're also passing that down to their to the newer generation or to their kids and then their kids like it's just a, it's a cycle that never stops yeah i guess but i'm going to fight like hell to try to put something in the claw or in the i don't know cuz you yeah. just motioned a wheel like i just want to like yeah well break yeah i know wheel. you will and i know other people will back you too but maybe there's enough I don't know. I would li- I would like to, and I think I have to personally believe that there's enough, or there could be enough people. Not necessarily today or tomorrow or in our lifetime, but I don't know. I'd like to think that ultimately things will change. But I also recognize and hear you because I do think that, you know, I mean, this war, this war internally in our society has been going on for way too long, and you're right, nothing I mean, things have changed, but they've just changed. Like, the way that oppression has happened has changed, not necessarily oppression itself. Um, 
Exactly. And so I do hear that, and I... That makes me sad, and I hope that... Maybe, over time... And through conversation... Small things... guys thanks for listening um we just want to say we encourage you guys to have these tough and deep conversations um emily is my girl and i love her and i know it's reciprocated but we are different and that's okay and we just encourage y'all to listen to you know the minority community listen to the black and brown people who are expressing you know their issues and what they are feeling is a problem so just don't be afraid to have these conversations because it always starts with a simple conversation um so just remember be kind and respectful and open to one another and talk (laughs)